Hi, I'm Susan Foch, and when I was 18 years old, I launched a national nonprofit organization out of my freshman college dorm room. Now, with almost a decade of experience under my belt, I'm here to teach you my tried and true tips and tricks for running your own nonprofit or social enterprise and how to build it from the ground up. You're listening to this podcast because you're ready to make a difference in this world. I see you, I hear you, and I'm ready to help you. Now let's make an impact together. You're listening to the Make an Impact podcast, episode 51, and today is going to be a quick, short, and sweet episode from our friend Lindsay Stetcher, who is a alcohol and drug addiction counselor, and she's really here today. This is part of the Train Like a Warrior campaign with Operation Not Alone. We connected a few months ago. Um, She's also part of a military family living out in Nevada, and honestly, just as sweet as humanly can be. She's so fantastic and really wanted to be a part of this campaign and do something with the very specific skill set that she has and just the fact that she is a very giving heart and very giving nature. And so she made this uh, video that will both be available on our YouTube channel for Operation Alone and also here in the podcast that really broke down six different areas of self-care that people need to be focusing on, but often don't. We think about self-care in one general field. And I know I've talked about self-care a lot on the show and especially through the Train Like a Warrior campaign, just because it's a really fundamental point for most people to when they are just like so burnt out when you just feel like you can't do anymore. And I think that that's really important both in an entrepreneurial field and also in the nonprofit field, because we are two groups of people that love to burn ourselves out so fast and so easily because we'll just keep saying like, no, 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 I can do more. I can take on more. I can do this extra thing, whatever it is. So Lindsay made this resource for us to really break down six different areas of self-care that need to be in harmony with yourself as you're kind of going through this like healing process. I thought it was not only perfect for the Train Like a Warrior campaign, but it's also perfect for the fact that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So uh, sit back, relax, and listen to this like 15-minute episode with Lindsay about the six different types of self-care that you need to have in harmony. Hey, everybody. What is up? My name is Lindsay Stetcher, and today we are going to be talking about self-care. I absolutely love this topic. Um, As a licensed alcohol and drug clinician in the state of Nevada, I talk about self-care a lot. It is a good way of learning your coping skills. It is a good way um, of building new routines. And especially right now during this crazy pandemic time, uh, we have really put this on the back burner and we have stopped taking care of ourselves because we are all super cooped up in our homes um, or we are isolated in different aspects. And it has just been a tremendous hit to everybody. We are seeing it through suicide and addiction rates. We are seeing it through mental illness rates. Um, and so we really need to learn how to do self-care effectively. So diving right on in, when I talk to clients about self-care, a lot of the times I will get things like, 
while I'm trying to exercise three to five times a week and I'm trying to eat healthier and you know I'm I'm taking baths or I'm whatever right and a lot of this has to do with the physical appearance or the physical body and that is a type of self-care but it is not the only type of self-care and so we need to start kind of shifting our brain mindset around what self-care is okay so there are six types of self-care that I really like to talk about with people. One is physical self-care, right? That is an important aspect of this. Uh, there is also intellectual, emotional, spiritual, social, and sensory. And so starting off right at the beginning with physical self-care, this is obviously the gym. This is obviously going for walks. This is doing something for our physical bodies, right? Because we need to keep ourselves healthy um, for long lives, okay? But two things with this. One, this does not have to be vigorous exercise, okay? This does not mean that you are going to a CrossFit gym. This does not mean that you are doing 120 minutes of a HIIT workout and Olympic lifting and all of these things, right? This means that you are just simply getting out. You're going for a walk, you're stretching, you are doing something to spend energy, Okay, um, because if we do not spend the energy that is sitting inside of ourselves, we are not going to appropriately fall asleep. We're not going to stay asleep and we're just kind of going to build up a lot more anxiety and uh, maybe fall into depression, things like that, because there's just so much cooped up inside of our own physical bodies, as well as us just being cooped up in general. So um, another thing that I really want to point out is that a lot of clients will tell me that they just feel obligated to do things like go to the gym. Now, I truly don't understand this because I absolutely love going to the gym. I get such a thrill from it. I love being around people with energy of just working on themselves and being a better version of themselves and jamming out to my music because in those moments, I'm not a mom. I'm not really a wife. I am really just me. And so that is my space. So for me, that is self-care and I can build that into a lot of the other areas of self-care because it does so much for me, but that's not everybody. A lot of people don't like going to the gym. So I want you to remember that as you are kind of going through what types of self-care or what things you like to do for self-care, that you're remembering that these are not things that you should feel obligated to do. These are things that you should feel like you want to do, like you should get excited for them, okay? so. The next type of self-care is emotional self-care. And this is probably one of the harder things to do to take care of ourselves because we don't like being in our feelings, okay? We like to kind of put them on a back burner or not think about them. But then what happens when we do that? They build up and we explode to some extent, right? Um, and a lot of times it comes out in anger, but that's a different topic for a different day. So emotional self-care means that we are being in tune with our emotions um, and our emotional wellness, okay? So this could be things like journaling. Um, this could be um, going to a therapist, right? There are a couple of things that we can do to make sure we are attuned to how we are feeling and why. And we need to figure that out. So if you wake up one day and you're like, man, I'm feeling sad, or man, I have a lot of anxiety, or what is this weird mood I'm in, right? We need to express that, okay? This could also be um, painting to music to elicit an emotional response. I have a very good friend who has synthanasia, and this is the coolest 
neurological phenomena you could possibly possibly have. Um, so what she does is she sees colors when she listens to music. And so what she has done is she will now start to paint what that music makes her feel like with the colors that she's seeing. So whatever she's seeing and having an emotional response to in the music, she's painting it out. And she is so good, in fact, that she's actually started selling her art. Like this stuff is so rad. So that would also be a type of emotional self-care. Now, you don't want anything that I've painted in your home, but I understand how it could definitely be soothing. The next type of self-care is intellectual self-care. Now this is one of my absolute favorite types of self-care because this means that I am using my brain and I love to learn. I love to have knowledge. I love to read. Um, I love to learn new skills. So intellectual self-care is all about the brain, okay? This could be things like uh, watching a documentary on something that you're super interested in. Like my husband and I really like alternative forms of healing and learning about them. And so we'll watch all those documentaries on Netflix about, you know, places around the world that use alternative healing. Or it could be taking a college course, going, you know, going back to school and just taking one class that you probably couldn't take in your degrees because you weren't, you know, it wasn't in your curriculum, right? Um, I had a professor my freshman or sophomore year in my undergraduate degree and her and her husband ran the criminal justice department. And what they did is every semester after they graduated from law school, they took at least one class. And together they have like, 10 or 12 degrees like it's absolutely insane but it's just so cool to me that they have you know all of those degrees because they just wanted to get more knowledge they wanted to know right so that's also a way that you can do intellectual self-care you could even pick up rosetta stone and learn a new language if you have always wanted to know italian or something um so brain right intellectual is all brain self-care then the next self-care is spiritual self-care now, when people hear me talk about spiritual self-care, they automatically assume I am talking about religion and that is just not true. Now, for a lot of people that is true, like for myself and my family, um, we engage in Bible time every day. So that is something that we do for our spiritual self-care. It appears, it appeals to our spiritual self. Um, this could also be things like getting involved on the worship team at your church or something. If you are not spiritual in any sense of that, word, then this simply means that you are doing something to make your spirit feel better. And so we're talking about volunteering your time, holding a food drive, um, you know, maybe picking up a friend from the airport or giving a free service. You know, it could be anything that is, you know, bettering the community or um, making your spirit just kind of feel good, right? Because, you know, it makes us feel good to help other people and people can call that selfish, but it's true. And it, it not only helps the other person, but it helps us too. And that's okay. Okay. Don't let anybody tell you it's totally selfish. The next type of self-care is social self-care. Social self-care, we are all having a very, very hard time with right now because of the pandemic. We have all been very isolated um, in every really sense of that word. We haven't really been able to go places or if we are going places, we're going there and we're coming straight home, right? We're not having parties. We're not, you know, 
maybe we're not going out on the weekends like we used to, whatever that looks like. And as human beings, we all need human connection. It is innate in our beings that we need to be able to communicate and connect with people. And when we don't do that, we get a rise in mental illness. Okay, so social self-care is different for the extrovert and the introvert. Now the extrovert might say, let's have a barbecue. And they have, you know, 10, 15 people at their house. The introvert might say, I can't be around that many people. That scares the living heck out of me. So I'm going to maybe talk to a stranger at a coffee bar, right? It could be something as simple as just talking and striking up a conversation with the cashier at the coffee bar if you're super uncomfortable with people. But to some extent, we have to have face-to-face -face interaction Right now, we are all so engaged in social media and Zoom and teleconferencing and all of those things. And as great as those things have been during this time period, um, it is not the same. And we all know it. It's just not the same as having your, your grandma sitting right here. It's not the same as having your best friend come over every Friday night for a girl's night. It is not the same as being able to, you know, go shooting with your military buddies. Like it is just not the same. And we have to get back to that space in a, in a way that also is conducive to the current pandemic. And there are ways of doing that. And hopefully, you know, as we move out of this pandemic period and more people are becoming vaccinated and you know there's not as much covid going on we we can get back into that groove but just doing something small with you know masks and social distancing and all those things um the last type of self-care is something that people always look at me and say what the heck are you talking about is sensory self-care this means that i am intentionally activating my senses Every single day that we wake up, we are using our senses just automatically, right? We are picking things up, so we're using touch. We are smelling the food in the kitchen or at the restaurant. We are hearing the sound of our own voice maybe or, you know, whatever it is. But we're not actually thinking about using our senses, if that makes sense. And so with sensory self-care, we need to intentionally use them. So this could mean something like if you live near the beach, you can go walking barefoot on the sand and being intentional about feeling all the millions of grains of sand beneath your feet and between your toes, right? This could be walking in a grass field barefoot and feeling the coolness of the grass. This could be listening to your favorite music, but really listening to the lyrics, right? You know, we all listen to music and we don't actually, I think, know what they're saying half the time, even if we know the lyrics, right? We just kind of like sing and bop along. We're not really intentionally listening to it. So maybe intentionally do that. And then maybe you'll find that you probably don't even like the lyrics of the stuff you're listening to. I do it all the time. You know, just maybe you are wanting to cook a new food and intentionally tasting it and seeing what it like feels like, right? There's a mindfulness exercise that is very popular and you take a piece of candy and you put it in your hand and you go through all your senses. Okay, um, you see you see what the candy looks like. What color is it? You feel how heavy it is. So, you know, what does it feel like in your hand? Is it heavy? Is it super light? Um, does it have a smell, right? Obviously, what does it taste like? It's not gonna really sound like anything, but you can hold it up to your ear. Um, I have clients do it all the time, but it's a very simple exercise, mindfulness exercise that can get all of your senses going. So, so self-care, 
is very important, right? And we need to be able to engage in all different types of our beings. And if we're not doing that, we are not serving ourselves to the best of our ability. We are not giving ourselves to the people around us to the best of our ability. And we are not moving through distress um, effectively if we are not taking care of all these different facets. So those are just some types of self-care to think about. If you guys have any questions, please reach out to me. Um, I love talking about this and I hope you guys have a fantastic uh, rest of your week. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Make an Impact podcast. If you enjoyed yourself, would you do a little rate, review, subscribe dance? And if you really enjoyed yourself, would you share this on social media so someone else could catch the impact bug? Until next time, friend, I can't wait to see what kind of impact you make on your world.